Hey everyone, this is Matt and welcome to the Road Trip Podcast Series where I go on a memorable trip down to see my mom in South Carolina. And if you haven't listened to episode one yet, you got to go back and listen to that one or else this is not going to make sense. Episode one sets up everything and you need to know that before we get going. So here we are. Let's start episode two, The Drive Down. Now, I had to start off first. We had to go to rental car company Enterprise because I had to rent a car because, well, we only have one really good car and I don't trust the other one. And I didn't want to put, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred miles on the car and so i just decided to rent a car so i go over there rent the car and i was real nervous because they had four different types of cars that i could get and two of them really good one was a toyota camry or nissan ultima and the other one was like a ford fusion which is discontinued and a chevy malibu not in the same league as the camry and ultima i ended up with the camry so i was pretty excited about that and got my ground car, everything worked out, and I started driving down. And I realized I need something to eat because you drive a long distance in the car, I need something to munch on. I had a bag of granola, but I wanted something a little bit chocolatey or peanut buttery. So I went and stopped at Wawa trying to find, and of course get a drink, some orange Gatorade. But you know what? They were out of Gatorade. And I thought, when is Wawa out of Gatorade? Gatorade. Like, literally, like, go into any Wawa or any convenience store. Gatorade's all over the place. I was like, this is a bad sign. I went over to the candy section. They didn't have any M&M's. M&M's. Think about that. At Wawa. They had one bag of Reese's Pieces, so I ended up getting that. I was a little upset about Wawa. I was thinking, you know, you let me down. Wawa's like my favorite convenience store. I was like, this is a bad omen. I'm not even out of Delaware yet. I'm already having problems. I'm thinking, oh, God. So I started to pray. I was like, man, you got to take care of me. So I'm driving down, and the Camry doesn't have cruise control. I didn't think that cars came without cruise control. And if it did have it, I could not figure out how to turn it on. I saw a set button, and that was it. And I was like, I can't get it to work. And I was so frustrated. So I had to keep the gas going the whole time. And it's not nearly as easy as you would think. So anyway, so I'm driving down, I go through Baltimore, and of course, I didn't have time to get an easy pass because this is something, I didn't have one before, and I didn't expect it, and I wanted to get it, but now I had to go through, and you can't, because of the pandemic, you can't pay cash for tolls anymore. So you know what they do? They charge you twice as much, and then they mail you your your bill. And I was wondering, how is this going to work for a rental car company? So I was like, well, there's nothing I can do because I'm on a road, and I can't turn around, and it says go through it. So I go through the Baltimore tunnel and I'm thinking this trip is not going well. I'm only an hour and 20 minutes into it and I'm already having a lot of problems. So I end up down and I'm following ways and I'm going a slightly different way than I've ever gone before. Usually when I go down and I hit Washington, I always go on the left. Well, if you're looking at the map, it would be on the right side of DC. So if you're going down, it's on the left But if you're looking at the map, it's on the right. So hopefully you understand that. So anyway, I go the way towards Silver Springs, which is the other side. And I'm driving and and this is the ways that Waze told me to go. And let me tell you, it was not the right way. I hit nothing but traffic. It was awful. And they were like, and Waze was like, it's clear. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's why I hate traffic apps. You know, you can't trust them. 
So anyway, I'm driving down, and there's so many cars. It's 10, 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's crowded. And I'm thinking, you know, it didn't used to be like this. When I was younger, I used to drive all the time down through D.C. I would drive at least 10, 20 times down there. So I have this memory of what it was like 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And you know what's changed? There's a lot more houses in the area. So there's a lot more people live in there. There's a lot more traffic. More people own cars. The traffic is higher, but the road has stayed the same. And I never realized that before. There's more cars than there used to be. And everybody's in a hurry. Like I'm doing like 70 and a 55. And people are flying by me or narrow clipping me. And it's very nerve wracking. And all of a sudden, it comes to a dead stop. And I realized on the left side, I found out, you know, half an hour later, there's just a sweeper cleaning trash off the road. And I thought, well, I guess this is a low traffic day if they have a trash cleaner out on the road. So that's probably where all the traffic comes from. But I was really upset. Everybody was in a hurry. And I was kind of in a hurry because I was like, I got to get down there. And then I realized what I'm going down there for. I'm not going down there for fun. I'm going down there to see my mom that I don't want to see. I have to there put up with her and sleep in the house that I don't want to sleep in. Because the first night I'm staying at her motel or, or her motor home, I should say, because I have to take her bright and early in the morning and I figured I should just crash there. And I didn't know what time I would get down there. And she kept telling me to come earlier, come earlier. And I was like, I'll get there when I get there. So I was like, you know what? And after that, I just calmed down. I was like, okay, just going to calm down. Why are we always in a hurry? I mean, think about it. Why are we always in a hurry? I mean, yesterday I went out to Aldi and I had passed this guy on the road because he was behind a car. And then all of a sudden I saw him zoom past me. And then about 10 minutes later, I saw him in the Aldi parking lot getting out of his car. And this was a guy who tore it up and like passed me flying away. And I mean, I can imagine how fast he was driving. And yet I pulled into the parking spot literally seconds after he did. And I was driving slow. It just got me chuckling. You know, we're always in a hurry, but it doesn't really speed anything up. And driving down to Florida, I'm like, okay, I'm in this rental car. I don't want to wreck because I don't want to go through the nightmare of insurance and all that jazz. So I just say, you know what? I'm going to take it easy couple hours later, I'm driving down. Everybody's in a hurry. And then all of a sudden, I hit traffic in the middle of nowhere. It's, I think it's in North Carolina or if it's in Virginia. I don't really know. But it's literally an hour-long backup. And I'm going, what is going on? And Waze is like, it's red. I'm like, no, duh, Waze. And I finally pass it. There's an 18-wheeler. That's the only vehicle left in the road. There's only one lane getting by on the on three lanes of 95. So I uh, I check out the truck and literally the the cab, you know how big those front cabs are with the engine and everything? And they're huge, right? I mean, they're literally the size of a car. This thing looked like it was the size of a smart car. And that included the engine. It was so tiny. It looked to be about three foot by four foot. And the cab was completely smashed. And I was thinking, whoever was driving that, there's no way they're alive. There's just not. They're gone. Because you could not survive that. And whatever that person hit, I don't know. That that car probably didn't survive either. And there was literally 25 construction vehicles 
lined up trying to get debris out of the road and trying to open it up. And it was blocked for at least a couple hours before I got there because there was no fire trucks, there was no ambulances, and I was there for a long time. There was no police cars or anything. So while I was in line, all the emergency vehicles were already there. So it happened a while before I got through it. And, and as I passed that by, I'm like, I'm going to just calm down and drive slow because we're always in a hurry and you never know life's going to come at you. I mean, you think about it. And, and then I had these thoughts going through my head. I'm driving this rental car that I'm not real familiar with and I'm doing 70, 75. Now the speed limit's 70. So I'm thinking, what happens if my tire goes out? What happens? If I hit a deer, what happens if uh, a a big old rock comes up from one of the tires of a, of a truck in front of me and hits my windshield and I can't see what happens? I was like, you know, driving can be really dangerous and we're in such a hurry. And I'm so worried about this trip that I'm not thinking about how dangerous this is and how much life is not guaranteed. And at that moment, I just had this, calmness that came upon me that I was like, you know what? Thanks God for the reminder. I'm not in control. You are. And I'm fortunate enough to not be in an accident. I am fortunate enough to just drive down to my mom's and not worry about it. And I thought about it and I, and all these things from my past flashed in my mind. I thought about all the times that I narrowly avoided an accident. I thought about the times when I was younger and I didn't sleep at night And then I would ride home on my motorcycle and I fell asleep on my motorcycle. Somehow I made it to my front yard or my backyard with the bike on its side with me waking up on the grass. And I was like, you know what? God is (laughs) really amazing that I don't get what I deserve. And I just took my time the rest of the trip. I stopped more. Whenever I didn't feel like I was driving or if I got a little dozy, I just pulled over. I was like, what's the rush? I don't even want to go on this trip. So I just calmed down. And I thought, you know what? This is, this is life. We, we go on, we go through life and we're like, where are we going to? Where are we going? We have to get on this step. But the destination is not what's important. It's the journey. You know, it's, you know, my, my 50th birthday is coming up next year. It's not like, oh, I can't wait till I'm 50. Uh-uh. What am I, I going to do every single day before then? What am I going to do before my 20, how many years have we been married? 26th anniversary. I think we hit 25 this year. Am I just going to be like, or am I just going to jump to 30? Or am I going to enjoy the trip where every day I get to wake up to the most wonderful and beautiful woman in the world? To me. Not to you. But it, to me it is. Like, how much joy do I have? Life isn't about the destination. It's about the road trip. So I started to think about things. I got real reflective, if you will, as I'm driving down. And God just kind of put life into perspective. I didn't worry about the crazy drivers. I didn't worry about getting down there. I didn't worry about any of that. I mean, I did stop for lunch before this realization. And I even just went back on the road because I wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. And it was so crowded. I was like, I don't have time for this. And then two hours later, I stopped at Chick-fil-A and I was like, I have time for this. I'm just going to sit here and relax and eat my grilled chicken wrap. And that's what I did. And I just relaxed. Every couple, every hour or so, I stopped somewhere. Then I realized I forgot um, some distilled water. So I had to 
I kept pulling over to stores and going into Walmarts and nobody had my distilled water, which is kind of funny. So eventually I pull into South Carolina and I'm going down and I'm following it and I'm going on the directions and I'm on this road called PD road and looking for my mom's house, which is on blueberry road, according to her direction. So the problem is there is no blueberry road. It's blueberry lane. And so I finally get on Blueberry Lane, and there's two houses there. And I don't see my mom's vehicle. I don't see anything. Now, the vehicle I was looking for was something that she drove 30 years ago. So I was looking for the wrong car. And I'm looking, and, and eventually I just call her and be like, where are you? What road do you live off of? And she was like, Blueberry, Blueberry Road. I'm like, I'm on Blueberry Lane. Is that the road? I can't find Blueberry Road anywhere. She goes, oh, no, no, no. It's Blueberry Road. And I'm like, well, then I'm in the wrong place. And he goes, wait, are you in a black car? And she sees me from her house. I'm looking at the road sign. And I'm talking to my mom. And I said, this is one of the reasons I can't stand it. Like, I'm literally looking at the sign that says Blueberry Lane. And she's telling me she lives on Blueberry Road. I was so frustrated. I didn't even see her yet. And I was like, how am I going to deal with this woman? And I said, God, she is going through surgery. She is very nervous. She's scared. I need to be a good son, even though I have no feelings. I got to do this the right way. So I just prayed, got out, and I parked my car. And then I saw a nightmare, which I won't talk about till episode three. So... Hopefully uh, you enjoyed listening to episode two and I will talk to you tomorrow on episode three as I explain the ambush waiting for me on the porch and the first night of hell. All right. God bless. I'll see you in the next pod.